Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God as people and his purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. The theme of this morning is freedom to flourish. And we'll get there by the end of the sermon. I might go off on a wee rabbit trail here, there, and everywhere, but it'll make sense in the end. Is, is that okay? Thank you for the freedom to have some rabbit trails. You've just given me permission to do that this morning, so I thank you in advance. So um, one of the things about having insight is, well, have you ever noticed some people have more insight than you, and they see something before you do, and you're like, dang, they, they, they saw that before. How come I didn't see that? You know, it's like when, you know, is there any men here this morning who are married to a woman, and your wife says to you, do you know what, that, that, that person, you know, they, they see something that you don't see, then afterwards you've got to humbly admit that your wife was, is there any brothers here this morning who have been through that journey? You know, it's like when my wife tells me, that, that, that guy's going to try and rip you off. And I'm, no, no, he's not going to rip me off. And six weeks later, she says, you got any money? I say, no, no, I've not got any money. That guy ripped me off. You see, so sometimes we need to listen and see that some people see things beyond what we see. Sometimes people have insight beyond what we see ourselves. Sometimes people see things that we don't see. Sometimes we see things that other people don't see. And sometimes we all see the things that other people don't see at the same time together. So sometimes some of us are seeing things, and we don't know why we're seeing things, but we're seeing things that we believe that God is revealing to us through instinct or through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and something is being revealed. I remember years ago being at a, a conference, and I was there, you know, I was there with, with Fiona's dad, who was the founding pastor of this church, and I remember being at this conference, and he said to me that there was all these Christians there, and it was lovely, and Skippity-doo-dah, skippity-yay. It was wonderful. And, and we sat there at the conference, and you know how this morning Fiona said, why don't you turn to the person and give them a high five or say hello or good morning? And, you know, we, we kind of did that. And, and, and just before that happened, he said to me, watch this guy's body language. And I'm thinking, what's he talking about? He said, see that guy two rows up, the guy with the rosy cheeks. He's going to stand up. And when he welcomes people, he'll hug women. He won't shake hands with any men. He'll go for younger women and hug them, and his wife will turn, go frosty in the face, and when they sit down together, they'll sit down. She'll be like this, and he'll be like that. I said, really? So right enough, everybody stands up, and this guy, glorious, happy, bubbly, rosy-cheeked face, and he got up, and he was like, hello, and he was hugging all these younger women, and his wife was like, Thunder in the face. She looked very unhappy with him. I'm thinking, my goodness. And it happened. And when they sat down, she was like, and he was like, and they, and they didn't look in love at all. And I said, how did you know that? How did you know that was going to happen? He said, they've been sitting in front of us the last four meetings. I went, oh, that's how you knew. And I said, how did you, how did you know that? He said, I just, I, absor I observe people. And I can see their body language, and I can see sometimes what's going on on the inside of people. You see, sometimes people see things that we don't see. Sometimes people get things that we don't get. 
Sometimes people are seeing way ahead of the game, and we can't see ahead. We can only see to tomorrow. We can sometimes only see that I've got to pay that bill tomorrow. But someone else is seeing in the future that their pension fund will be worth millions of pounds. How come they see that, but I don't see that? You see, it's important to recognize sometimes people see the things that we don't see, or vice versa. And I, I want us to be people who see and anticipate what's going on in the earth today, not just in our lives, but round about us as well. David, King David, the man of God, the king of Israel, at the time, 3,000 years ago, was able to perceive things, but he had mighty men and mighty warriors around him. And it says of one tribe, one of the tribes of Israel, it says the men of Issachar, it says they were able to understand and interpret the times and seasons in which they lived. So they had insight into what was going on surrounding the nation. And it's important we recognize some people have insights beyond what we have. And it's important we speak to the people with the insights, people who see things. And I believe that God, by His Holy Spirit, is going to reveal some things to people here today by revelation that you'll be, able, you'll be able to see and perceive some things, and you'll be able to flourish in the Lord supernaturally. So that's the goal of today, is that we'll receive some things by revelation. And I've got three points here this morning. Can we throw up my first slide? You'll never believe this. I don't have any texts. I don't have any words on my slide. No, the, go, you need to go back to the, the first one. And, and back again, they've been done in reverse order. I just thought I'd confuse them. So if we go back. Here's the first one. Now, if you go back again, the next one. That's it. Just stay there. Thank you. So I'm going to be preaching from this this morning. Do you believe that? Come on. Do you believe it? Does anybody know what, what that is? This, this, this bad boy here. I'm just going to go behind the drums. Does anybody know what this is? That's right. Come on. It's a sock. I'm just going to... Just thought, just thought I'd join the drummer this morning. But I'm, I'm preaching on three things this morning. I'm preaching on the sword. I'm preaching from the book of Job. Then I'm going to talk about revelation to flourish. So this morning, we want to look at the whole thing of the sword. When people think of a sword, sometimes people think of a negative thing. Sometimes people think of a, you know, you see people get, as I was going to ask, is empty here being stabbed? Put your hand up. But I won't. But some people here might have been stabbed, and you might have think, my, that's a horrible experience. Or you might have seen a stabbing, or, and you might think it's incredible. Or some of you might be chefy people, and, you, you know, you cut. That, that's if Fiona doesn't allow me in the kitchen. You know, I, I, I kind of trim my nails by accident when I'm chopping stuff up. And I've had wee accidents with my fingers, and I've got scars on my fingers and stuff. So for, for me, the association with a knife is not always the most positive thing. But when, when I think of a sword, sometimes we think of, you know, warriors or warfare or something horrible happening. We've got a negative connotation. But there's something about a sword. When we look through the Bible, there's different analogies of the word sword. In the book of Psalms 57, it says, I am in the midst of lions. I am forced to dwell amongst ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. It's talking about people that are mouthy and just cursing you. So the sword, sword is associated with cursing. It says in Proverbs 12, 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. 
You see, the word sword has got a negative connotation there where it's about people being reckless with the words or the things that they say. But there's, there's other meanings of the word sword when you go back through the Scriptures. In, in Gideon, it says the three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trump trumpets, for they were to blow. And they shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. You see, they understand the power of God's sword. It wasn't in the power of their own swords. They were surrounded by nations who used swords and weaponry against them. But Gideon, in his infinite wisdom, as he submitted to God, reduced his army down to 300, and it got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And the army was reduced. At that point, the word of the Lord came to, to Gideon. And the word, the sword of God, was one where they would roll down these, these rolls of barley that would take out their enemies. So the bread symbolizes the word or the word of God. You see, so the, the word has power. The sword has power. So when we're thinking of a sword, my, my natural analogy might not be the right analogy. But when we're talking of the sword, we're talking of the word of God. And it ushers in injustice. It says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And that's the context of how we want to see the word in our lives today. The sword of the Lord is the word of God that's able to cut between bone and marrow, between our soul and our spirit. So we're people who have insight into what's not only going on on the inside of us, but it's going on around us as well. People who have insight to what's going on and what's happening and why these things are happening. And prophetically, we'll anticipate that some things are going to take place and we'll be able to stand back from some things because we know prophetically and insightfully that we shouldn't be in the wrong place at the right time but we should be in the right place at the right time. So the sword of the Lord is powerful. The second thing I want to speak on this morning, so the first thing is the sword. The second thing is I want to look at Job, the life of Job, just briefly. And there's something about the book of Job that is incredibly prophetic and powerful. We know that Jesus Christ is concealed in what we call the First Testament, or some of us call it the Old Testament, that Jesus is concealed, and in the New Covenant, Christ is revealed. And Christ is concealed when you read the, the First Testament Scriptures. When you read them, Jesus is on the pages there, concealed. But it takes a prophetic eye to see what's happening, to see what's being said, and what's being prophesied about the Jewish Messiah that will come a thousand plus years later. It says in the book of Job that the most upright man on earth suffers the most of anyone on earth. And that defines not only Job, but defines and reminds me of Jesus Christ on the cross. In the hour of when Job needed his friends most, they failed him. The same was true for Jesus. At his arrest, his friends forsook him. When God accepted Job, he raised him up. And when God accepted Christ's sacrifice, he raised him up. I could go on and on about what's happened to Job, but in the book of Job, there's so many things concealed, but in reality, it's revealed in Jesus Christ. And there's so many things, so many narratives in the First Testament scriptures 
where Christ is concealed there, and it's wonderful and beautiful. But here's the thing. In the book of Job, it also says, I love this verse. It says, he moves mountain. If I go into Job 9, verse 5 through 9, it says he moves mountains without their knowing it. I'll jump on to verse 7. He speaks to the sun, and it does not shine. He seals off the light of the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. He is the maker of the bear and Orion and the constellations of the south. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. See, here's the thing. There's something incredible in God's Word where God speaks and He reveals things or He talks about things that are concealed that are about to be revealed. I've had to learn in recent years that, that God moves amongst our thoughts. God moves amongst our footsteps. Sometimes our minds, our minds are full of nonsense. They don't make sense in the light of God's Word. But often the Spirit of God is whispering. He's walking amongst our thoughts. And He's walking amongst our daily lives. And we don't even realize it. And I believe it's time for us to open our eyes, open the eyes of our hearts, open the eyes of our minds, and we see him in the midst of all that he's doing in our lives. Because sometimes we miss it. Have you ever missed a bus and you're like, I missed the bus? Have you ever missed a taxi? Have you ever been someplace and there's a taxi and you go like that and, and, and somebody jumps in front of you and opens the door and jumps in and you're like, oh, I was by taxi. And, uh, or you're like, oh my goodness, how did that happen? And it's like you, you, you miss something or, or, or you miss the moment. Or, or, or you're someplace, um, you know, you, you're someplace, you're involved in a conversation with a group of people and, and you're like, what the heck was that about? And somebody comes out of the meeting going, that was incredible. That insight that person had was amazing. When they talked about that, someone just, woo, welled up on the inside of me. And someone changed in my mind. My mindset was changed as a result of that meeting. But afterwards, we're like, I must have missed something. I, I wasn't paying attention. I totally missed what that person, I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. The reason was the person was switched on. It's important that we're switched on and not switched off to what the Spirit of God is doing in our lives. There's many times I've been switched off. When I gave the example when I was at a conference where someone else saw things that I couldn't see because I was switched off. I was like, <whistles> I, was just, I was just focused on what am I doing here? What's this about? But other person is observing. And it's important that we're observers and we recognize what God is doing in the midst of it. I'm learning. I'm, I'm a leader and an L, a, a learner. I've got an L plate on the front and an L plate on the back. So I'm continually learning. And it's the, it's the glory of learning. It's the glory of God that we, we, we learn things and we continue digging to His Word, but also learn through circumstances of things that's happening in life and how God is speaking to us and doing things. And we don't even realize that He's communicating with us. You know, those one night, can I tell you a wee story? Okay, thanks. So uh, I'm going to tell, I'm going to reveal this to you. But it's going to sound so ordinary, but there's something of God in the midst of it. And there was one night, where is Glenn Donagasak, uh, Glenn Lowe here this morning, a guy called Glenn Lowe who's in our church. He's a great guy. And he normally, when he comes to my house, he ever drops in, he normally brings like steak and chips or something really good or some kind of food. But that night, you know, he didn't. So I had to sell him a cup of tea and we're sitting there having a cup of tea. 
and we're sitting in my front room, and outside the front window appeared. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. We looked out the window, and there was a star twinkling. And we were freaked out. We're like, what is going on? And it was like all the colors of the rainbow in this star in a split second. And we're like, what's going on here? What's happening? Is this, are we, are we having an, an, an illusion or something happening here? It was like a wee phenomenon, 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 in, in the stars. We're like, what is happening? And I said, do you fancy going up, do you fancy going up the observatory? And he said, what's an observatory? I said, you know, where you get the telescope. There's one in Dundee, and he didn't know that. And I'd been up there a few times, geek boy. And so I went up and said, you fancy going up and have a look at it? He went, yeah, let's go. Like two excited wee laddies. So we went up to the Mills Observatory in Dundee. And the last time I was there, I met the guy, because, you know, I kind of talk to people. Sometimes people say, how have you got that conversation with that person? But I just kind of ask questions. And the, the guy who's the leading whatever you call him up there, I've forgotten the big fancy name for him, as he looks out the, the telescopologist. Anyway, he was there, and, and, I, and, I, and, and I said to him, how are you doing? I said, are you still a theistic evolutionist? He said, no, no, I just believe in God now. But his journey was that they did a computer animational real something where, where, where they spun back time. They went through the solar system, and they spun it back on this computer system, and just four years before the birth of Christ, because the date might be accurate, might not be, but they found out the two planets, they didn't collide. They just crossed over, and it formed this incredible bright star that happens every so often, not in our lifetime, by the way, but happened 2,000 years ago, and he realized that God used things to align things in the stars to make something happen, to form something to happen, and that's how he came to faith as an evolutionist. But now he's moved on from that and he's, you know, believes a bit more, like what I would believe. But that was part of his journey. So we went up and the guy was there. So we started bantering and Glenn's full of more banter than what I am. I can't believe it. So we started talking and suddenly we, we looked up and we said, what is that thing twinkling in the sky? It's doing our heads and it's just amazing. What, what's happening? And, and the telescope ologist or the astronomist or physicist guy, whatever his name is, he was brilliant. He, he just said, you know what, that's, that's the Earth's atmosphere. Because the angle that we are looking at, I said, I thought it was my double glazing. He said, no, no, it's the Earth's atmosphere. As, as you look through the window, I mean, as you look through the atmosphere, there's something changes in the atmosphere between your eye and the star, and this calls all these colors to form. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So we, we're chatting away, and it was minus four. And I said, oh, what is it? And I started all these telescopes out, and there was a guy out who was looking at stuff, but I think we frightened him off. So he left, and we were left with the, the, the top guy. And he said, look, do you want to see someone else? I said, sure. So he took us to the sword of Orion, and we could only see the three stars. And then he said, I want you to look through here. And he said to us, what, I'm about to what you're about to see is a star being born. I'm like, come on. So I'd never heard of you. Somebody at the front said, that's the nebulae. They knew what they were talking about. I'd never heard of it. So we're looking up at this thing. And I'm like, fooling and 
Like, this is amazing. This is incredible. So we were like all excited about this nebula, star being born. And you couldn't see it with a naked eye, but could you see it with a telescope? And I'm like, man, there's something in this. What's going on? So I'm getting really excited about the star that's about to be born or is being born or whenever it was born. And it's hanging in the stars just between the boy's sword. And I'm like, what's going on? This is incredible. I went to the prayer meeting the next morning and somebody read out a Bible verse. And guess what verse it was? This bad boy here that I've just read out. Come on. And they didn't know anything. They didn't know anything about me and Glenn going up the Glen of Dundee, up, up the hill, looking through the telescope, getting all excited like a wee kid. They didn't know anything about that. And they read that out. And I'm like, God, there's something in this. And I began to realize that God speaks through nature. God speaks through the heavens. God speaks through the stars. If you can go on that one that zooms right into the nebulous, and I'm going to explain what it is. I'm only kidding. So let's, let's, let's zoom in further. That's the next one where it's like exploded. That's it. That's right in on this. So this is a star being formed. This is something that is being birthed right now. Isn't that awesome? So with the naked eye, we can see the sword of Orion. But with a telescope, with the lens of faith, we can see which has been born. And saints of God, I want to tell you here this morning, we need to see what the Spirit of God is doing and what the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is birthing in our midst. You know, some of us see the sword. The sword symbolizes the Word. And we need to read the Word with understanding and revelation. For some of you, the sword might mean a place of judgment, where judgments come against your life, or there's been misunderstanding, or something's happened where you see the sword, and you're thinking, all I'm seeing is the judgment. All I'm seeing is the accusation. But the Spirit of God wants us to see, see through, the, through the sword and see something being birthed by revelation. You see, often God talks to us in His Word, which He does with me regularly as I read it and listen to it, but often God talks through circumstances, through conversations in living rooms, through, through, through going up to a, a, a telescope place in the middle of Dundee and seeing stars and seeing things revealed. Saints, we need to know what God is revealing behind the scenes of our lives. Many of us don't have a clue, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, He can reveal things. He can show us things. He can tender things before us and say, look, son, I'm producing this for you. This is, you only see this, but this is what I'm about to reveal in your life. That which is concealed is about to be revealed in this time and this season. You see, some people think that, that the plan for their life is only, only, only this much, but God has got so much more. You know, when I, when I came to faith when I was 18, I, I, I didn't know. So, somebody prophesied over me, a guy called, has anybody here ever heard of Gerald Coates? Gerald Coates grabbed me. It, was, it wasn't in public. I was hoping for a public prophecy so everyone would see it. In fact, I wasn't even hoping for a prophecy. I didn't even know what prophecy was, but he's very prophetic. People thought, well, the guy's prophetic. And he spoke to me, and he said, God's called you to be a leader. He spoke to me privately in a pew. Uh, and he said, God's called you to be a leader. And when he spoke to me, I looked behind me thinking he was talking to someone else. Because all I could see was the sword. I couldn't see the nebula. I couldn't see the birthing. I couldn't see what God was doing behind the scenes. Because my mindset was one of upset. My mindset was one of only seeing what was in front of me. My mindset was only one of how I'd been conditioned. But my mindset now is one of seeing 
not just the sword, not just of what God is saying, but what God's saying behind the scenes as well. What God is birthing in the after day, but he's also birthing in people's lives as well for his glory. Amen? So this morning, saints, it's time to see what God is doing. It's time to see the things that he is birthing in our lives. You might have, you might have a dream that you think, God, this is impossible. All, all, all I see is the sword. All, all I see is the judgments that's been placed on my life. All I see is the, the things that have been spoken against me. All I see is the circumstantial harm that's come against me. But God, open my eyes to see what you're birthing behind the scenes in my life for your glory. Lord, what are you stirring in my life that you, you, you might do something and reveal something that, that might bring you honor and praise in this earth? What is it you're doing, oh God? You might come from a background where you've been told, you know, you, you, you can't do this. You're a nobody, that this is not for you. That might be the voice that's gone, that, that voice, that negative voice that's gone on in your head. But I'm here to announce to you this morning, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God is birthing something special in your life. He's birthing things that you cannot see with your natural eye. He's doing things behind the scenes that you cannot see, but only He sees. And when God births things, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit for us to see them and discern them by the Holy Spirit. No eye has seen, no ear has perceive what the Lord is doing amongst or God is doing in us. So that perception that we have is sometimes wrong. We need to see by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, church, our eyes need to be open to what God is doing in our lives. Our eyes need to be open to what the Spirit of God is doing in our midst. Our eyes need to be opened for what He wants to do in our families. Our eyes need to be open to what He's doing in the kids and the young people in this house. Our eyes need to be open to what He's doing in the city. Despite all the bad news in the media that we hear, God's hand is moving on people. There's people in the marketplace today that are, that are drunk. They were drunk last night. But in two years' time, they'll be standing on this stage sharing their testimony because somebody's praying for this. Somebody sees this in the Spirit. You see, as we see in the Spirit, there's something birthed by the power of God. There's something where we see things as God sees things. Come on, church. It's time to wake up. There's somebody out there today who's dealing drugs, but in five years will be planting a church in the name of Yeshua. Come on. Come on. That's how we need to see what God is birthing. Come on. The Word of God speaks over you that He is bringing life to you. It's time that many of us rose up and we began to speak the Word of God into many people's lives. How is your prayer life? How is your prophesying life? How is your preaching life? You know, is your prayer life dull? Is the sword of your prayer life dull? Are you seeing as God sees and you're praying into things prophetically, profoundly, and powerfully? Do you see as God sees or are you seeing with your natural eye? If you see with your natural eye, you'll get depressed. If you see with the eye of faith, you can see beyond the beyond. Come on. There's going to be preachers rising up in this nation. How is your, how's your prophesying life? Are you prophetically speaking over the buildings that you walk past? Are you like the crazy guy that walks past places and go, God, just bless this hotel. I pray that people will get saved in this place. I pray that that's not a hotel. It's a microphone. Just pretend that it's a hotel in case you think I'm crazy. So you touch the, just, do, do you pray for things? Do you pray for situations? Do you speak life 
into situations? Are, are, are you wrapped up in what's going on in you more than what's going on up in him and what he's birthing behind the scenes? Are you wrapped up in you? Are you wrapped up? Are you enveloped in his love and his power and his wisdom and his revelation? Come on, he wants to birth things through you. How's your preaching life? Many of you think it's only me or Fiona or others that stand up here and preach, but we're all called to share the word. How's your preach life? Do you proclaim or you're a proclaimer? I would walk 500 miles. I don't mean that kind of proclaimer. I mean proclaiming God's word. Are you proclaiming his word? Come on, saints. It's time that we see as he says, as he sees. We say as he says. We speak as he speaks. We speak according to not what we can just see with the naked eye, with the human eye, but we can see with the lens of faith. We started with the lens of faith. We're almost closing with the lens of faith. But here today, we need to flourish in the Lord. And many of you are going to speak and see things by revelation like you've never, ever, ever seen them before. Some of you are going to have dreams this week that you're going to be like, what does that mean? And you're going to need help to interpret it. Some of you are going to see visions. Some of you are going to see visions for the first time. So your, some of your prayer languages are going to change. Some of you are just going to have this new thing because the Spirit of God is birthing something behind the scenes. And it's going to be for His glory. I want to challenge you here today. Are you, are you walking around with your eyes? You know, it's good to see. I'm grateful that I've got uh, two eyes I can see through. Needed a little bit of help now and again with glasses and stuff. But I can see. I'm grateful for my natural eyes. But I thank God for my eyes of faith. Come on. Come on. Ooh. I thank God for my eyes of faith. Do you know before I married Fiona, I, I, I thank God for my wife. I asked the Holy Spirit to prepare her for what she was about to get. <laughs> Woo, and he softened her up big time because it was like she, you know, and the Lord changed me for his glory. And I, I want to encourage young men, young women, pray, but don't, don't, don't pray with your eyes, you know. Don't just say, "Woo, she's like, "Woo," mm. Or like, he's like, that man is like really, hands. Don't pray with your eyes. Pray by faith. Any, any of the young ladies, young guys, come on. Don't pray with your eyes. Pray by faith. Don't, don't look, you know, just, just look in faith and say, God, I believe by faith you're going to bring her. I believe by faith you're going to bring him. And it might be your job, the new job that God is going to open for you. Open the eyes of your heart. Open the eyes of faith that you can see what he's about to birth. Trust in God, having faith in Him means seeing that we see one thing with our eyes, but with a lens of faith, we, there's a potential to flourish if we trust Him and say, this is going to happen. We're going to see it. We're going to do it. We're going to birth it by faith. I remember, where's Fiamma? Is Fiamma here this morning? She's not. She is here. Hi, Fiamma. I remember Fiamma saying, I'm pregnant with a bus. I was like, what's the matter with you women? But she was like, I'm pregnant. I'm going to get a bus, and we're going to get people on it, and they're going to go to rehab, and it's going to be awesome. I'm like, yeah, what are you seeing? What are you on? But do you know what? She was seeing by faith. And do you know what? I didn't get her vision, but I get the God of her vision. And I understood that, man, God's doing something in her. I've heard others. I remember Craig McDonald standing up 
in the church and saying, I'm pregnant with an ambulance. <laughs> Folk were like, who's the nutter on the stage, on the stage? Who's the... And he said, I'm pregnant with an ambulance as a 20-year-old young man. <clears throat> and someone in the church said, you're a nutter. You're an idiot. It'll never happen. And you know what? He was wrong because Craig saw, he saw this thing over here. He saw what God was birthing behind the scenes. He saw behind what we see with our natural eye. And Craig has become a top paramedic in the UK. Isn't that awesome? He's also flown. I remember he, he was offered a new job in the skies, and God gave me a word for him that he'd fly with Prince William. And guess what he did within about six months? He flew with Prince, well, Prince William was flying the helicopter, but he was on the same flight. flight. Isn't that awesome? So God is the God who sees beyond what we see in the natural. Some of you are good at seeing in the natural. Some of you got a good pair of eyes, okay? But how's your faith eyes? How do you see? How do you perceive what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life? How do you perceive what God is doing in other people? How do you, see in your how do you perceive in your prayer life? How do you perceive in your prophetic life? How do you perceive in your preach life? How are you perceiving? How are you perceiving? It's a good question, isn't it? I can't answer that. Only you can. But by the grace of God, some of you are going to do a little bit of inward adjustment this morning. And as you adjust, something is going to take place on the inside. And you're not just going to see as you see, see naturally with your eyes. You're going to perceive what the Spirit of God is doing. And He's brooding. And He's brewing over you. And something is going to be birthed. Some of you will stand up and say, I'm pregnant with even some of the men. I'm pregnant with, and it's with a vision. And when God gives birth to something, the reason is that somebody has seen it before everyone else has. Come on, church. I want to invite the band up here. Are we doing a song next? We are. I want to invite the band up. And I want to pray for every single person in this room this morning that you will be somebody who perceives what God is doing before it even happens. Come on, there needs to be a, a prophetic breakout. There needs to be prophetic invitations where we invite people to know Jesus. We invite people to come to faith. We invite people that we, we declare over some people, this is what the Lord says, and He's going to do this, and He's going to do that, even before anybody else sees it in the Spirit. Come on, there's something of perceiving uh, what God is doing and pursuing Him in what He's about to do. Can I invite us all to stand to our feet? Is that okay? And we're just going to pray. Then we're going to go into a song of worship. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for every single person here today. I thank you for what you spoke, what you spoke to Job. And we thank you, God, that it's a powerful thing that is revealed today. Father, forgive, forgive me for being so blind not to see these things. But today, we perceive them. Thank you for Glenn being on that journey with me. So, Father, I pray for every single person here today that you would move by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we would be people who perceive what you're doing. We'd be like the men of Issachar, that we would see and understand the times in which we live in. Without getting political, we'd just be spiritual. We'd get what you're doing. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of God, I just pray that you would touch every single person 
in this room, I pray that you'd even give visions and dreams right now by the power of your word. Let people perceive what you're doing, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you that, yes, you do want us to flourish in you, oh God. We can flourish by our own power, you know, work for a season, but then it'll crash. We just don't want to flourish by ourselves. We want to flourish in you. Lord, we thank you that our roots are deep, deeply planted in you this morning, oh God. We thank you that we can stand in you. We can stand on your word. We thank you, God, that our roots are planted in you, oh God. We thank you that many here will become like great, for some who are oak trees already, but we pray, oh God, for the, the, the budding, the ones who are budding, the ones who are growing to become strong oak trees that many will stand under them, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And Father, thank you for salvation here this morning. We thank you for every person who, who doesn't know you quite yet. But this morning, there's a, there's a tugging on the heart. And we pray, oh God, that you would just, you would, Spirit of God, just minister to every single person. There'd be that tug on the heart. And, and we'd respond to you and say, yes, God. That we would perceive and we would see as you see, oh God. We thank you. We thank you. Father, I pray for everyone here that we would see the signs that you're about to give us. That we would, we would be perceptive in the Spirit. And we would see what you're doing, oh God. We take action. We go to observatories. We climb hills. We'd go to conferences. We'd listen to podcasts. We'd give people money. We'd help someone. We'd stay up night with some, all night with someone, praying with them to through cold turkey. We'd do what it takes, oh God, just to see as you see. Oh God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to invite the band just to worship and just us, church, just to worship Him. Some of you are just receiving right now from the Holy Spirit. There's a new perception coming on your life as we worship Him. Let's do that right now in Jesus' name.